<clears throat> Alright, so we are up to, uh, I think we're on episode 8 here of the Polisher's Corner. I think, I think we got 7 episodes so far. I think this is going to be number 8. And uh, definitely got two interesting people. <laughs> neither, I think neither one of them wants to be here for this, but nonetheless, not too bad. I, I talked them into it. Yep. And they are um, two guys that I find very interesting. And I hadn't planned on doing this. This was kind of on a whim. But I'm glad you guys agreed to do it because you guys are two people that I get to look up to in the show scene. Um, so I know who you guys are. Why don't you guys introduce who you are, where you're from, what company you're with. I'm Brett Wright. I'm uh, from Sigourney, Iowa, and I'm with One of a Kind Customs. And uh, I'm Blake Evans, and I'm with One of a Kind Customs in Sigourney, Iowa. And what is One of a Kind Customs? Uh, it's kind of a, just a one-stop shop. We do everything from service work to... Uh, maintenance, we do custom parts, we polish, we do a little bit of everything. So chrome, stainless? Yeah, we uh, we carry a lot of Roadworks bumpers, uh, visors, uh, we deal for United Pacific, we carry a lot of different lights. Uh, and you guys do a lot of install stuff too? Yes, so like yeah, we do install stuff, we are a dealer for Hogbilt. Uh, we install hook built fenders, visors, and then you said stacks rivers. and stuff too. Yep. You guys do all that install stuff in house. We do. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of stuff going on in one place. And you guys just <laughs> built a new shop last it, year. Uh, it's just coming up on two yeah. years now. Two years this yep. year. Yep. Um, how big is the place? Uh, it's eighty by one fifty two. That's a big. That's a yeah. big shop. Yeah. It's huge. Yep. And you guys do polishing and stuff inside there as well. Yep. We have an uh, Amac wheel polish machine. Uh, and we also do hand buffing. And that's what Blake runs. Yep, yes, you run the wheel Blake polishing machine. I, I mainly do the uh, the wheel polishing machine and then uh, definitely getting into some more on-hand stuff. And that's why these guys are here, yep. is we were actually, um, they're here for the training program. Mm -hmm. They signed up for a three-day program. Mm -hmm. um, you guys are two days in. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you guys have been two of the fastest learning guys that have been through this program. You guys had a really good solid base. Yeah. Because of, you guys have been in the show scene for <laughs> yes, a while. Yes. Um, I want to dabble on that for a little bit uh, before we get into what you guys have been learning here in the training the training program. But um, why is it that I keep saying you guys have been in the show scene? You guys are with a company that builds some really awesome show trucks. Yeah. Yeah. We've got uh, Brubaker Trucking is is the family that that we have, and uh, we've been fortunate enough to you know be able to work on some of Ron's trucks and also Daniel's, and just really get into that whole scene. And so, for those of you that don't know, the Brubaker family, you don't have to look far on Google to find them. Like. If you've been to Louisville or you've been to Dallas or if you got the Shell Rotel <laughs> calendar last last year, you know the Brubaker family. Like, great people. I've seen you guys out at the show circuit for a long time. I, like I said, I was always nervous to talk to you guys because, like, I never know when I meet um, somebody that I consider to be of your guys' caliber. Like, honestly, you guys build some of the coolest stuff. Like, I guess I'm kind of schoolgirl on this, but you guys, it's it's hard to explain. Like when I meet people like that, 
I never know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys understand this mm -hmm. as well. Yep. Sometimes Absolutely. they're either really nice mm -hmm. yep. or they're really full of themselves because yes. I know what they have, right? Yes. And I've never gotten that from you guys. And I, I've always known Daniel. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've talked to him a number of times. Um, but you guys, I've, I've seen you guys around at the show. I just never knew you guys were part of the family as <laughs> yep. well. Like, yep. I never had enough time. You guys are very low drama, low maintenance. <laughs> yes. Yeah, stay behind the scenes. <laughs> you try to. Yeah, so it's like, to. I never got the time to, you guys don't, didn't hang out in the, <clears throat> excuse me, the same social circle that I did. Right. Like, I've always seen you guys at shows, mm -hmm. but you guys are always quiet and kind of to yourselves. Daniel's a little more boisterous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, he just wasn't in that same social mm -hmm. circle I was in. And I always appreciated the stuff you guys build, but I never really got the opportunity to understand who you guys were as a family, yeah. that this whole thing was going on. And then when you had contacted me about doing the polishing course, mm -hmm. and then I got a chance to talk to Daniel, and I started, like, putting two and two together a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, these guys are just regular guys. <laughs> like... Yeah. You guys are the kind of people I try to associate with because yeah. I I don't like the drama either. It's no. it's not fun. Drama is not, <laughs> not good at all. But then you guys came up for the training course because you guys are you guys have had the wheel machine how long? Uh, just over a year and yeah, a half. Yeah, just right and over a year and a half. You guys are trying to branch into a one stop shop mm -hmm. for your one of a kind customs. So yeah. with that comes being able to polish tanks and Definitely. boxes. And I know you guys know how to do this. Yeah. Like you've been doing it on your show trucks for years. Just there's, trying to hone some skills. There's just <laughs> trying a lot, to perfect some stuff. A lot of techniques that we weren't familiar with and we just wanted to get down, so we decided we would, uh, you know, come to the best in the business <laughs> and, and learn from you. I hate when everybody says that. Like <laughs> I try hard. Like, I don't feel like I'm even in that top ten conversation yet. I, I'd like to be remembered someday, but I, I don't think it'll ever be for being the best. Like, I know so many great polishers out there, but I appreciate everybody says that. Um, and you guys, you guys have been killing it this week. Like, literally every little thing I've told you, you guys have just taken it and excelled at it. Um, even letting you polish that that last wheel while I was mm -hmm. finishing up that trailer. I mean, I wasn't standing there right over the top of you, and I could tell, like, it was starting to click. You knew the patterns that we needed to do. Yep. Looking at that fuel tank you guys did yesterday, the sanding, when you guys got the sanding and air cleaner today, yep. it just, it was clicking. Like, everything mm -hmm. was kind of falling into place. Yeah. And it's neat for me to be on this side, mm -hmm. on the teaching side, to get to watch people like yourself especially the ones that are good like you guys were good coming in and it's going to be cool to see where you guys go i don't want to say it makes me nervous but it's like <laughs> you guys are going to be polishing a lot of trucks that are going to compete against me so it's like it's been fun like you guys are good people i don't feel bad like if we go to a show and you guys wax me a good one like I hope so, because <laughs> then it means I did something right. You'll be able to pick them apart. <laughs> and I hope you guys pick my stuff apart. I know we joked around about yeah. this this week. I hope you guys go to some of the shows and look at some of the stuff I've done and be like, ah, oh, Evan slacked on this right. one. Like, he missed right here. And just, Man, the angle could have been a little better. Like, I, I love, I like I said, I pick my own work apart more than I pick anybody else's stuff apart. Yeah. I try to enjoy in the understanding that a lot of people aren't full-time polishers. Mm -hmm. So to see what they do at a show, like I can't degrade somebody else for what they do. Right. Like if that's what they know is the best, 
who am I to judge that? Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Getting to see different stuff that people build is just... Yeah, I mean, just the stuff that's out there, is, is, it's getting crazy. <laughs> I just, I never know when, you know, the, like, when are you going to stop being creative and, like, the next ideas are just mm-hmm. insane. It's not... Every time I see a new truck build, I'm like, I always thought there couldn't be something new. Right. And then I remember last year at Louisville walking up to your guys' truck and looking at it the interior and I was like, Whoa Yeah. This is next level. Yeah, that white really pops in that mm-hmm. blue truck. It's crazy. And That's everybody crazy. was like, I don't know how they can have a white truck. This isn't gonna work. And guess what I did in my truck this year? I put white in my <laughs> truck this year and everybody said the same thing. And I'm like, dude, my seats are dirty. Like I don't know if you look close, but my driver's seat's black. It's filthy, but honestly when I saw you guys did that interior, like and it wasn't just like the cab or just what you could see from the bunk. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it was complete front to back, yeah. all the way through. And you guys have a local place you said did that? No, we actually had that done down at a shop in Texas. Really? Out of Logata, Texas. Really? Yep. Uh, it was trucking awesome. Oh, trucking awesome is one that did. Brad Barrington, yep. yep. Wow. That's crazy. Did a really good job. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of really cool he does. stuff. He yeah. does some really good work and we really like working with him. He's always been very convenient and easy for us to work with. So That was the first interior that I saw that I was like, this thing's 100% mm-hmm. complete. Like, yeah, he does a good job. There wasn't anything that wasn't untouched. There wasn't like, the curtain wasn't still a factory. Mm-hmm. Like everything was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he went crazy with that one. We got real lucky with it. And what's the story with that truck? You said that one was a work truck. It was that- just a truck that we'd had in our fleet that uh, I just started getting tired and a little worn out. And so we decided just to pull it off the road and we just rebuilt it from the ground up. Just <laughs> started over. That's awesome. I love hearing stories like that. Like the working show class is probably my favorite class. I have a very deep appreciation for the guys that build the builders class, Mm -hmm. the guys that build limited trucks, like the guys that are trailering them in. I have a very deep appreciation for the fact that they're building one of a kind trucks. Mm -hmm. I have a very deep appreciation for the working trucks because that's, the bread and butter of my business. Mm-hmm. I love my show trucks. I love my show truck family. But to see a truck that's been on the road five, six years, workhorse, mm-hmm. especially in <laughs> Iowa. You guys got a ton of gravel roads over there. You can keep that gravel yeah, road stuff. That's ridiculous. Almost everything here is paved. Like yeah. if it's gravel road, it's a back road somewhere. Like you're going to somebody's hunting shack. <laughs> like it's everything's paved here. But it's like your guys' trucks get hammered mm-hmm. out there. Yes. And what's the primary part of your guys' business? Is the one-of-a-kind customs getting big enough, or is the trucking still the major part? The trucking part? side is still the, the big side of the company. Um, that's where we're running just short of 30 trailers right now with owner-operators pulling most of them. And what are the trailers mainly, like, livestock? Yeah, just uh, livestock trailers. We have a few low boys that dad stays pretty busy on, but for the most part, everything's just the livestock trailers. We haul primarily pigs. We do a little bit of cattle. Of course, Iowa hauling pigs. Yeah, <laughs> we stay busy with our pigs. That's awesome. But, you said uh, some flatbed work too? Uh, yeah, yep. Dad, that's all he does now is runs an RGN. He likes to do the oversized stuff. And, really? Yep. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize he was into flatbed. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I knew you guys were doing the... The livestock, I just didn't realize he was doing He's been doing too. that for about three or four years now. Really? Yep. Well, I didn't realize that. Yeah. 
That's pretty awesome. If we call it as close to retired as he'll get, I guess. <laughs> and he's still driving the yellow truck? Yep. So for those of you that are listening, look up Brubaker's truck. You will find images of this truck. It's yellow with a brown stripe. Uh, it has orange cutting through it now mm -hmm. too, right? Up on the hood, yep. But the old pictures that you see are just going to be yellow and brown, right? Mm -hmm. They were like um, an old school fat stripe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you see the old pictures, the old pictures are... It's kind of like um, I don't want to call it a big bird yellow because it was more of it was more like a little bit darker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually a Dodge yellow now. We actually changed the shade a little bit, but it's the same color. It's one of Dodge's paint codes that we used. Um, I'm trying to think of what to compare it to, so the mm -hmm. people are listening to it can kind of wrap their head around it. But it's more like a sun yellow, mm -hmm. yeah. a little bit darker shade yeah. than a yeah. sun yellow. Yeah. And then it had a big fat brown stripe mm -hmm. through it. Mm -hmm. um, now the new one is a more modern. Um, brown stripe mm -hmm. with uh, orange, not kind of, not pinstriping, but still a smaller yeah, stripe. Yeah, it's a small, yeah. thinner stripe through the hood. And then it's still got those big bull pipes on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's had those on pretty much the entire time, right? Yeah, yeah, most of the time. Uh, we had a pair of flat top stacks on it at one point, but that's been years ago, I guess. Did, did you have any pictures of it with flat tops on it? <sighs> I don't. I would love to see a picture of that I'll thing. I'd love to see what I can find. With yeah. flat tops on it, because I, I know we talked about this at dinner, but... I would love to see that thing with flat tops mm -hmm. on it. Like, to me, in my head, like that truck, because it's flat top, mm -hmm. I just always thought if that thing had some flat top pipes on it, yep. or if it had some old school mufflers with like a six inch, six inch mm -hmm. pipes on it, yeah. I just always thought that would complete the look mm -hmm. for me. Like, I thought that would look pretty cool. <laughs> and nothing, nothing against the bull hauler mm -hmm. pipes. I'm just not a big bull hauler pipe guy the the big turnouts mm -hmm. like it just it doesn't work for me i get it it's a livestock thing and nothing against my livestock <laughs> guys but it's just it's not my it's not my taste and it's not my truck so it doesn't have to be but i've always i've always liked that truck as well every time i see it out somewhere it's just it's a sharp looking rig yeah. and now that i know the story that the frame's been painted oh yeah <laughs> a number of times let's let's touch on that for a second like you guys, you guys do the show circuit, mm -hmm. but you guys still work these trucks hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like you had just told me that that truck going into, it was Dallas that year? Mm -hmm. It worked up until like three days before, uh, before you had to leave? That year we had pulled it off. It was a couple weeks before, but there's been many shows where we'd pulled it off the road just a few days before <laughs> the show and we'd just strip everything down and repaint the frame and... We'd be gone. It always blows my mind, like, how many guys always tell me when I'm detailing? I mean, you guys know mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of detailing at the shows now, but how many guys are like, listen, don't wipe the frame. It's still wet. <laughs> like, what? We, it's still we've wet? in there many times. Yeah. Like, yeah, I drove it here with yeah. a wet frame. Like, it's dripping on the highway as I'm rolling. Like, you just don't realize the level that the working class has gotten to. Yeah. Like, it's gotten to, it's almost turned into a new show class. It really has. Like, if you got chip fenders, like you better cover them up somehow. Yeah, like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's hard to compete mm -hmm. even in the working class with chip fenders it's, and stuff like it's this. Tough. I enjoy Shell Rotel for the fact that they really show appreciation for the working mm -hmm. truck classes. And if you got chip fenders, it's not the end of the world. Like they want to see that it's been worked. Mm -hmm. I've I've always had fun at Shell Rotel. But what is your favorite? show or if you had to put shows in a one two three what's your three favorite shows 
I'd probably have to pick Walcott, Louisville, and Dallas. Would probably be my three favorite in that order. Shows. Yeah, Walcott just because it's kind of kind of, kind of special show. to us. It's kind of our hometown show that we've always gone to for just since we were little. We've always been there. We've always gone to it. And See, I like that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give some love to the hometown show. Yeah. Right. It's kind of a small show still, but it's still fun. It's I bought my cab over from the Walcott show. Really? Yep. The guy lived like literally two miles away. Yeah. Yep. And I just happened to be there that year that he had it posted for sale. Huh. There you go. Bought it. My buddy Nick, uh, Nick Hannafeld, if you're listening, thank you for that. But <laughs> we drove out there and he bobtailed it home and that thing yeah. beat the hell out of him the whole way home. Yeah. <laughs> Spring ride all the way up 151. He was about dead by the time we got home. <laughs> His back had to be killing him, I'm pretty sure, because I drove it to Louisville one year and that mm-hmm. was just miserable. I can't even imagine. <laughs> so Walcott, Louisville, Dallas. Why Louisville? Uh, it's just the atmosphere. I really like it down there. The trade show part of it's a lot of fun to be able yeah. to walk through everything. There's a lot of stuff to see. Uh, it's just the atmosphere, really. Yeah. So there's just a lot of it. And what about you, Blake? Um, I'm going to agree with Brett on his three. I really like Walcott. It's close to home. Uh, just a really good hometown feel. Uh, Louisville with, you know, just all the trucks that are there for the for the show, and then you've got all the vendors. And then, you know, with Dallas, you just got, you know, such a, a high class of competition. And, and air conditioning. Yeah, and air conditioning. <laughs> the air conditioning is such a bonus. In, in, in August at Dallas, yes. that's always nice. Yes. Oh, the first year at Dallas, I worked out in the parking lot for the majority. I didn't realize, like, bust it, get the trucks inside so you can finish them up inside. Uh-huh. Oh, man, that was miserable that first year. I remember it was like 110 degrees polishing that part of the lot. <laughs> if I set my rouge down on the blacktop, it was it's a puddle. Mountain. It was just miserable. Then the second year, I learned that, like, get everybody polished, get them in the building. And then detail. And then every year after that, I tried to get everybody here at my shop first mm-hmm. yeah. so that all I had to do was wipe down when I got down there because right. I did not want to cut and polish in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. That was miserable. August in Dallas was a terrible decision mm-hmm. and dallas always fell on like my anniversary yeah so my my wife and i our anniversary was our 10 year she came along with me to dallas <laughs> our 11 12 13 14 i was there in dallas for all those so i wasn't even home right. this year was our 15 i hate to say luckily it canceled but <laughs> it was like i was gonna have to come home early to figure it out yeah and i think the one year um, somebody in my wife's family got married or no, my brother got married. I had to leave early. Um, cause he got married on my anniversary. So I had to leave Dallas. I flew home a night early mm-hmm. in Keenan mm-hmm. and the rest of my crew stayed for trophy ceremony the next day. Cause like, I like to stay and support my mm-hmm. people. Right. When it comes to trophy ceremony, we talked about this a little bit tonight too, but I envy the polishers that come in, polish, and leave before trophy ceremony because you don't get to see either the good or the bad. And a lot of guys don't care. Like, I I don't care so much about the trophy as much as I care about the guys that I've done work for. Like, I want to see them get that justification for all their hard work. And I want to be there when they have that smile on their face Mm -hmm. to give them hugs and be like, congratulations. And when they're pissed off, it's not so much fun either, but at the same time, I like to be there to console them too. Yeah. Because it doesn't always work out so great. No. You guys had a couple hard losses over the years. Yeah, we've we've had a couple of them, but it's still fun just going and being able to, to compete. It's and have, awesome have to be fun. in that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So how long have you been, um, Brett, how long have you been in the 
trucking in the customizing and stuff like that? Um, I mean, we started kind of just doing it small scale as kids. We've just kind of grown up doing it our whole lives. I'm 27 now, so I guess I've been doing it probably close to 15 years from start to now. It still blows my mind that you're only 27. <laughs> like for the people that are watching this on YouTube, He's 27. Yeah. That blows my mind. And I can't believe you're 33. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's, we're we're, we're I get fortunate enough to... <laughs> Maybe it's because I still feel like I'm young. Like, I'm not anymore. I'm 38, but it's like, I still feel like 38's not that old anymore. I remember when my parents turned 40, and I was like, they're old. Right? <laughs> That's how I felt, too. And now that I'm getting yeah. close to it, I'm like... It's uh, not so old. It's not so old anymore. Like, I still feel like... 20-something-year-old people, I'm like, yeah, I can still relate to them. And then I start listening to them, and I'm like, I can't relate at all. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been in it since you were a kid. Yeah, just grown up in it my whole life. And then now you are part of the one-of-a-kind? Mm -hmm. It's your partners in it? Yeah, it's uh, me, my brother Daniel, and my dad, Ron. So, okay. Well, that's cool. Yep, it's the three of us together. So. It's cool that it's state of family operation, mm -hmm. no matter which way it it spins off. It's cool that it's turned into a family deal. Yeah. And I I really, when when you started telling me that it was going to be like a one-stop shop, mm -hmm. hoping to get into, you're hoping to get into painting? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the plan. We're planning on uh, starting to get to where we can do some more painting. We have a space that we've uh, purchased where we're going to be able to start doing more painting and maybe hire I think that's going to open a lot of avenues yeah. for you. Yeah. And so even getting into the polishing, mm -hmm. um, are you going to kind of take over more of the polishing side? That's the plan. That's the hope. Um, you know, the wheel machine was great. We realized that, you know, the wheel machine gets a lot of people in there, gets mm -hmm. them asking questions about, okay, well, when can you do boxes, tanks, yeah. you know, air cleaners? And we realized that there was a, uh, a demand for that. So I always uh, tell everybody, I hear that story mm -hmm. so many times. Yep. Like Everybody's like, oh, I bought a wheel machine because there's a high demand for it in my area. Yep. And then they're like... But I don't do tanks and boxes. Yeah, nobody wants to have just their just their wheels polished. Yep. So I've, I've actually trained, I bet 50 people over the last six years mm -hmm. that had bought a wheel machine yeah. and were like, everybody's coming to me now they want tanks and boxes. Yep. And Joe Clementi, I don't know if he listens to these or not, but he's going to be on one of the future podcasts. Him and I talk about this a lot. There aren't a lot of polishers that work with each other. Right. Yeah. Um, I always said, like, there's a guy that has a wheel polishing machine. Um, he's on the East Coast. Great guy. All he does is wheels, and he's busy as all get out. Mm -hmm. He has a local polisher in his area. He sends all of his tanks and boxes to that guy, <laughs> and he does all the wheels. Yeah. Those two are the only two people I know in the entire U.S. that work together <laughs> because one doesn't want to do wheels, the right. other one doesn't want to do tanks and boxes. Yeah. Like, if they joined forces, they could kill it on that mm -hmm. East Coast yeah. over there. But there's very few other polishing companies that are willing to work with each other. Like, I work with a lot of people when I go to shows and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's it's pretty rare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... It's just something you don't see. If you got a wheel machine, you're usually hiring somebody shortly after to start mm -hmm. doing tanks and boxes. Because yep. it's just... They kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that'd be pretty cool. So if you're gonna branch into that, do you eventually see like a polishing department in the building? Um, yeah, I mean, there's possibility for anything. We're just seeing where it goes, I guess. We're gonna 
going to take a hard run at it yeah. anyways. i got a feeling it's going to blow up. Like, that area is pretty strong it over is. there. Yep. You guys got, and you guys got a big following already. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I've joked around about this a number of times, but if you guys start doing marketing, you guys are going to kill that area over there. Yep. Like, a lot of people already know you. A lot of people already have a lot of respect for you. And going into this avenue, they already know the caliber of what you guys are capable of. Mm -hmm. yep. I feel like getting into the customs, it's going to be a lot like what Davis Brothers has. Mm -hmm. Like you guys are going to be like that one-stop shop where you're going to be able to help out a lot of people in your area. And I'm seeing more like custom shops popping up mm -hmm. across the country. And I'm kind of excited to see that. Yeah. Because you're seeing a lot more better quality trucks mm -hmm. everywhere in the mm -hmm. country now. Like you guys know as well as I do, the Midwest has been strong, I feel, for a mm -hmm. long time. Yeah. You always get a couple heavy hitters out of the West Coast, a couple heavy hitters out of the East Coast, and there's a lot of really nice East Coast trucks. You guys ever get over to any of the East Coast shows? We don't. We don't. We don't oh, have, man. We don't make it that way very often. I went to Diesel Truck Nationals, um, I want to say three, maybe, must have been three years in a row. And Diesel Truck Nationals over there, it was like 800 trucks the one year. Wow. And it was like 750 of them were beautiful. Like, and even the other 50 weren't bad. They were mm -hmm. just old and needed some rehab. Yeah. It was like Blair Trucking over there. They have got one of the nicest fleets I've seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, beautiful trucks. Every one of them is just pristine. And then there's just so many big rides on the East Coast that they just don't show. Right. They run hard, mm -hmm. and they've got beautiful rides. They just don't go to shows. Mm -hmm. yeah. I do enjoy going to Wildwood for the simple fact that a lot of those East Coast guys run to Florida mm -hmm. yeah. and they swing through the Wildwood truck show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't usually show. They usually park across the street by the wash and hang out for the yeah. week. So it's like I get to meet a lot of those guys down there. I met Joey Patrizo down there. Um, the Kim Aaron Kimball goes every year, but he's from here in Wisconsin as well. Um, but getting to see a lot of those guys are just... Yeah. Stupid nice with big rides. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just don't show. Yeah, it's probably things that you see there that you don't ever get to see at any of the other at the other truck shows. You ever notice like certain areas the trucks are a certain style? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Midwest has its own style. Mm -hmm. Definitely. West Coast has a style. East yeah. Coast has a style. When you guys built the blue truck, white frame is something that was strictly East Coast for a long time. Everybody on the East Coast was building white frames mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah. It was the, what do they call them, the PA club or whatever. They all built white frames. <laughs> I loved white frames. Like, I thought that was the hottest thing ever because it was hard to keep clean. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm sure you guys yes. know this now, showing it for a year. Yeah. I remember seeing you guys at Dallas last year just scrubbing, mm -hmm. scrubbing, trying to get that thing ready. Yeah, white was definitely a bold choice. Yeah, it was, it was a statement for mm -hmm. sure. So if you had to do it again, would you do it again? Uh, Try and talk them out of it? Probably. I'd probably still do it, yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's it's super cool, man. When it's clean, yeah, it looks ridiculously mm -hmm. clean. Yeah. But getting it clean, that's just yeah. the, the tough part. perfect. Yeah. That's what I mean. Is like I always thought white was a beautiful choice simply for the fact that Yes, it has to be perfect, but you when it is, perfect. the judges look at it and they're like, yeah. mm -hmm. this thing's hot. Yeah. Like, what do you think is going to be, like, the next step for you guys? Like, what do you think you guys could do to, like, top what you've done with this one? 
Really, that's kind of hard to say. We really, really. We always have so many. We ideas. don't really know until we just start building them. It's kind of hard. You guys to set the bar high. We we did. We'd been that truck was a truck we'd wanted to build for a long time, and we just finally decided to do it. Yeah. It kind of been an idea that we'd had, and just. Yeah. We really don't had didn't ever had another plan for another truck after that yet. How many trucks do you guys think you built over the years? Um. Probably seven or eight. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so you got Ron's truck? Yep. Daniel's? Daniel had his green truck that he... Oh, yeah, he had the green yeah, truck. the green truck, and we did the that. matching trailer to go with it. I was going to say the trailer was... the triple axle trailer, and we had single humps on it. And yeah. We painted that. all the rail, uh, top rail on it and under the fifth wheel plate. I remember that now. Uh, that truck was cool too. Daniel had a 1986 359 that was blue and white. That one I don't it's uh, down at the Petro in Joplin. Oh, There's really? a picture of it up on the wall down there. Really? Yep. Um, I don't know if I've seen that one. Uh, Dad's yellow truck. We just built a new truck for Dad this year. It's a 2020 heavy haul. It's black with uh, tan and red stripe on it. We haven't hit any shows with it, obviously, because of COVID. Yeah. But, Hasn't been nothing this yeah. year. No. Um, then there was uh, yellow truck, Daniel, Daniel. Mm -hmm. um, we built one for our truck. brother Ben. It was white. Um, our other brother Travis, he had one. It was a 2003 379. It was blue and white. Blue and white's like the yeah. Theme. We never yeah, showed that it's... one. <laughs> Ben and Travis never really showed their trucks, but been a pretty common theme yeah. over there. Yeah, blue and white looks. Oh, it's good. been a lot of blue. It does. See, so, yeah, we were talking about before the battery died. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about blue and white trucks, and you could. A lot of guys do black trucks. A lot of guys do. Um, I see a lot of red on mm -hmm. the show circuit. We've always tried to use bright colors when we build trucks between the yellows and the. On the last truck with the really light blue, uh, Daniel green. did his lime green that he had. We've always tried to keep colors that pop and draw the eye. It's kind of been something we've always tried to do. That's that's always one of the big things. Like you guys are a, like a crowd draw. Like I know you kind of stand back and let Daniel do the do, do the deal. I like to just kind of stand in the background and just watch everybody look. So at while me. you're people watching, like I enjoy people mm -hmm. watching as well so while you're people watching like what's the biggest thing you usually see like people walking past i'm sure you hear it both ways yeah yeah you hear it both ways um people either love stuff or they hate them uh, a lot of times the color like at the lime green people either absolutely yeah. loved it or they hated it uh there's just lots of different things that yeah it's kind of nice to have the unbiased input sometimes. Yeah. Do the guys that hate on it, does that ever get to you? No. No. Everybody has, you know, yeah. different things that make them tick. That's okay. That stuff doesn't bother me either. Yeah. Like They can like it they don't, or not, you know. Yeah, if you don't, good. Keep yeah, walking. Yeah. Like If everyone liked the same thing. thing, all of our trucks would look the same. And that's, that's one of the things why I really like Louisville for me is it's so diverse. Mm -hmm. Like, you will see every color. Yes, you will see a bunch of blacks, you will see a bunch <laughs> of reds, you will see a bunch of... You do. 
I don't I don't even know what other silvers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see a lot of the silvers, and I was just saying after the camera died, of course, but like there's just black's been all overplayed for me. Like mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of the black trucks. Barry's truck was the first black one that I was like. All right, so still having battery issues. Hopefully this <laughs> cures it out. Hopefully this one stays full longer. Um, but like I was saying, Barry's truck was the first black one that I was like, whoa, mm -hmm. this is something like, maybe it was just because it was the purple frame, kind of making it pop and yeah. subtle, clean, that kind of stuff. And I've been good friends with the Barry's for a number of years mm -hmm. now, but every time I see your guys' truck, it's like, what did they bring this year? Mm -hmm. It's not hard to find in the crowd. Like, yeah. just look for the loudest truck in the mm -hmm. crowd. And not even necessarily like, you guys haven't done like big stereos or nothing like no. that yet. No. It's just the truck. Yep. The truck is just amazing. I think the craziest part about Daniel's blue truck last year was uh, all the lights, just all the white lights that were with it. I haven't seen it and just something Brett kind of came up with and we ran with it, man. That thing was Tim Cody, Keenan, all my guys that I surround myself with can attest to this fact. I said a white frame white lights would be the craziest thing anybody's ever seen yep. you guys pulled up white frame white lights yep. i was like oh my yeah, god you gotta be kidding me yeah it was crazy that's cool i told keenan last year at louisville i'm like i'm gonna go ask Brubaker if i can go polish on their truck <laughs> he's like no you're not he's like we got a truck in that class already like, i don't even care white frame white lights like i'm gonna go touch that thing at some point in time i want to be able to say i did something on that truck because that truck's got a ton of possibility. Yeah. If you guys, I seriously think if you guys marketed more, um, no matter what you guys build, it's going to do great. Like, mm -hmm. you guys build next caliber stuff. And honestly, it's the marketing that I think if you guys worked on that, your guys' builds would be next level. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys would get a lot more attention just getting your pictures out there yeah. and letting people see it. And we joke around that you guys. You like being behind the scenes yeah, and not in front of the camera, but if if you manage to do that, yeah. I really think it could take your your custom stuff to the next level. I mean, yeah. we've talked about this before. Like, you want to work with a company that wants to do marketing for you because a lot of people build stuff because they want to be seen. Right. And if they're not going to get seen, they're going to go to somebody else that's mm -hmm. going to help them yeah. be seen. They want the attention for sure. I don't even know if it's so much the attention as much as people want the recognition right. for the hard work and the money they're putting into stuff. Yeah. I mean, we we all know sitting here at this table what it costs to build a truck. Like, I don't know as well as you guys do. I mean, I know what some of the guys I've worked with have spent mm -hmm. on trucks. So, like, I'm familiar with what those bills look yeah. like. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, you guys see what the actual equity is in these things. Yeah. And when people don't get any recognition for something they just spent, would you say 250, 300,000 on sometimes? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I mean, I know some of these guys on the you circuit that are spending that pretty easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like when they don't get recognition for it, it's like, yeah. Well, kind of sucks. You sunk a ton of money into something you're not getting anything out of. Yeah. The shows don't win you money. Yeah. yeah. No. No, That's the one thing a lot of people don't understand. It's, pride. Yeah. it's for fun. Exactly. It's a good marketing tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but you're not collecting a check with that trophy. I mean, some shows, of course, you do, show will tell. But, but there's very few. There's a lot less that don't that do. Yeah, there's very few that do. There's a lot more that don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's been kind of like the highlight of your career? Uh, 
I suppose just getting to build, you know, show trucks and be able to go to different shows all over and see the different things at all the different shows, being able to travel, you know, to Louisville and Dallas and, I mean, just watch people pick apart the trucks and see what's, you know, what people like and what they don't like and what stops people and what doesn't. And That's my favorite part. I mean, just being able to, you know, see what, what they like, what the people like. You ever have anybody talk to you that was like, what were you thinking building this thing? Uh, not really. No? I normally try to just kind of stand back and watch. Have you ever heard Daniel have yeah. that conversation with somebody? Yeah. <laughs> he got that a lot with the green truck. There really? People, everyone either loved it or they hated it. There, there was no middle yeah, ground. There really wasn't in between on that. That's too bad. Because I, I didn't remember the truck when we first started talking about it, but it's kind of coming back to me a little bit because that thing was pretty loud, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it had a lot of color going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I think about it now, and I'm like, I think I remember that truck. I just didn't look at it crazy close. Cause I'm not a green guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not a big fan of green. But like I said, once again, it's one of those things that, like, I remember walking around it. Maybe it was Louisville that year. Mm -hmm. And I walked around it, and I was like, this thing's crazy. Like, crazy nice. Mm -hmm. But it was like, it just wasn't my color. color, so I didn't look at it yep. any closer mm -hmm. than that. And I got to stop doing that. Like, I'm mm -hmm. now, further on in my career... I look at all the trucks and try to appreciate what that truck is mm -hmm. versus, eh, I didn't like that color, so I didn't pay much attention to it. Because mm -hmm. now it's like, I look, I think back about it and I'm like, I've seen some cool trucks in all my, mm -hmm. my 20 years that I didn't pay enough attention to that I'm like, I kind of remember that truck, but I don't remember that truck mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Was that one, did that one have an interior done on it too? Yeah, yep, we'd done a full interior in what it. What color was that interior? Uh, we'd painted the dash black we'd pulled all the dash out we painted it black it had all green panels uh, oh, the dash yeah, panels yeah, were yeah. green and i think i remember that now the door panels were green too right yeah they were yeah. black with green inserts on them. Yeah. yeah okay did you guys ever see um uh tj conkles mm -hmm. the yeah, cattle pot? he was down at uh dallas that was I the think first wild, show we wasn't it mm -hmm. that was the first time i'd seen like two splashes of colors other than something you guys mm -hmm. did that i was like Oh, this is bold. Yeah, but at the same time, I was like, it's hot. Yeah, mm -hmm. it looked good. Yeah, yeah, that purple and that green just, it was so a subtle color with a punch color. Mm -hmm. that it was like, this thing's wild. To see it in person, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. That was cool stuff. I I thoroughly enjoy it. And the Conkles are great people, too. Mm -hmm. They're super nice when I met them down at Dallas last year. They were super good to us. Who's like... Who's your go-to people when you go to the shows? Like, who's the people that you always like try to see, try to say hi to? Um, we always like talking to Brian and Tom Davis. Oh, Davis, um, they're always good, good people to Super talk nice. to. Uh, just everybody, really, just all the people you've met over the years that yeah, uh, you don't get to see all year long until you you know start to go and do the shows and. I said winter's the roughest, yeah. isn't it? Because, yeah. like, it seems like there's nothing from Dallas mm -hmm. till Louisville. And you guys get snow and cold yeah, like we yeah. do. So it's like yeah. we're all stuck inside all yeah. winter with it's nothing cool. until Louisville. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> we need, like, a midwinter blowout somewhere. It's yeah. a good idea. Somewhere warm. Yeah. So we can all just get out for a minute. Just, just make idea. it happen. Somewhere around, like, January. Yeah. Just That'd get into... Awesome. That's when Wildwood should be. Yeah. January. January. That's perfect. There's always like right after Louisville. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's still cold here. The one year I left here to go to Wildwood Truck Show, 
it was 30 below the day I left here. Oh, wow. I landed there. It was like 80 above. Yeah. And the next day it was 110. So it was like I had 110 degree swing the first day I got there Jeez. and then added another 30 degrees yeah. onto it for the next day. I lost my voice in three days. Be crazy. It was gone. I would love to see that show in January because I think it would be nice down in Florida. That show is always busy anyways. The the Farkas family, they're super nice and everybody wants to be there anyways. Mm -hmm. they're, they've been very, very welcoming as well. So it's just... I enjoy that show. You guys got to get down there sometime. Yeah, the we've always show. tried to get down there. It just never seems to line up with everything. Yeah. One of these years we'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> You'll have to get down there because it's, like I said, it's a hot show. Prepare to be hot. Yeah, Prepare to get rained on. <laughs> like, but it's it's one of those, like, I don't want to say non-judged because it's not completely non-judged, but there's just a couple trophies, so it's not the end of the mm -hmm. world. But um, it's like a people's choice, um, and then the Farkas, their show choice. Mm -hmm. It's just cool stuff. Super simple, super laid back. Their little parade they do through town mm -hmm. during bike week. Cool. It's insane. Cool. Yeah. Chad Berry let me drive his truck last year through the Wildwood Parade, and mm -hmm. I was like, I was nervous. Like, that truck's too nice to drive. Like, there's a dumpster parked right on a corner. I ended up W-turning to try and get around because the truck's so long I didn't want to hit the curb. Oh, my God, I was nervous. It was super crazy. But you guys would love it. It's one of those really picturesque places where, like, you can leave the show and pull out and park just about anywhere and take cool pictures of that. Right. Like, I got some really cool pictures on a road not too far from there with Bob Harley's truck. Mm -hmm. Um he literally had to put his stacks on on the road because their Spanish moss was mm -hmm. hanging down so low. He didn't ever fit down that road with the giant stacks he's got on that on his That's crazy. needle nose now. But it's beautiful. Those pictures were some of my favorite pictures I ever took. JNL took some cool pictures of their truck on that same road. Spanish moss hanging on both sides. I love the Spanish moss yeah. trees. Mm -hmm. They're really pretty, really awesome. So Blake, what is it that you wanted to do in life? Because I know it wasn't polishing. Man, I don't know. When I was younger, I, I built custom drum sets for really? really for really big bands. Were you a drummer? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Get out drums. of here. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Yeah, that's I was crazy. a drummer myself. Yeah, did that for a little while. Uh, went into the military for a little bit. I was in the army. Aren't you short for a drummer? Yeah, I'm short. <laughs> I mean, just like option, I, I, I got to reach. That was a cheap shot. <laughs> it was a cheap shot. I'm sorry. Just, I can't be as gigantic as you. So. You know, honestly, some of the best drummers I ever knew were short. Yeah. Like, everybody ripped on me because I was six foot seven. Yeah. And Easy for you to reach. I had to spread my drum set out. Yeah. Like, everybody had everything all compact and nice mine and was, tight. I had to stretch close. mine out because I was racking my knuckles on everything <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I, I'm lucky. I don't have to deal so with So you were that. building sets. Yeah, we were building custom drum sets uh, for a company out of Kansas City. Uh, I built all of the blue man groups percussionist drums or across their stage really uh like a lot of pop alternative bands like mike and squirrel awesome. and all sorts of big famous bands and like the if you ever get a chance talk to kevin johnson about that from davis brothers oh, yeah. he yeah. loves drumming mm -hmm. yeah yeah That's so awesome. yeah did that did the military uh kind of kind of yeah absolutely uh i was lost in life so i started to sell cars because that's what my dad did forever really sold cars for about 10 years just got tired of playing that game and uh i would imagine that'd get old yeah mm -hmm. so i said you know what i'm leaving arizona i'm coming out to iowa 
to, you know, be with closer to, to my family and be a part of the one-of-a-kind customs. Thing. And you guys are cousins. Yes. Yep. yep. Cousins. cousins. And then uh, basically Brett and Daniel have been doing really good just trying to find me a spot and where I could be. And we just went with the polishing and kind of taken over mm -hmm. from there. So. And we've talked about that. Working with family sometimes <laughs> can be tough. Can be but at the same tough. time, it's one of those great things. It too. is. Because great things can happen when people are invested mm -hmm. in the success of the family, right. mm -hmm. you know? Like I work with my sister, I love her to death. We've had some rough days, we've mm -hmm. had some really good days. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like I know she has she's still gonna be the there. best interest yep. and she's always there for me. And on days where I'm just having a tough, tough day, she's still right there for mm -hmm. me. Yep. And that's, I feel like it's you guys have the lot. same thing. It is. I, I see that the whole time you guys have been here. Yeah. You guys are supporting each other, trying to like make sure everybody's catching everything, mm -hmm. keep pushing each other in the same direction. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And it's awesome that you're the boss, man, and still want to <laughs> like learn alongside your yeah. guys. Yeah. We it's just kind of something we today. always, I just feel like it's something that we all should know how, or you know, I should know how to do anything that's going on in the shop. Anything I expect my yeah. employees to do. I want to know how to do too. <laughs> yeah. Because if my employees don't want to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And eventually they're going to feel bad that I'm doing it. <laughs> exactly. And if they're not going to feel bad, they're going to quit or yeah. whatever. Yep. But at the end of the day, like, I don't want you to feel bad because I'll do it. Like, mm -hmm. I just will. Yeah. I, I know how. You have to. I'm going to. Like, business has to go on with or without you, sadly. Mm -hmm. And customers aren't going to care that you don't want to work today. Mm -hmm. Like, right. I got to fill that spot for today. It's mm -hmm. not always fun, but it's what we do. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. I'm really looking forward to seeing where this thing goes for you guys. I'm looking forward to um, just legitimately seeing where it goes. Like, I told you guys, you guys have always been top caliber in my book, and I think there's never been anything wrong with your polishing, so I, I'm, I'm a little nervous <laughs> that going forward it's going to be interesting because you guys, you guys are very, very talented individuals, and being able to add that to what you guys are already doing and adding on to your, your one-of-a-kind customs and being able to branch out into the polishing side and... You guys have products, you have the service, you guys have the installs, mm -hmm. you guys are building show trucks on top of that. I don't foresee you guys quitting building show trucks anytime no. soon. No. This is going to be something you guys are going to do for a long time. Yeah. And that's cool too. How how old is Ron, if you don't mind me asking? He's 63. 63? Mm -hmm. He's still got a big, big career yeah. ahead of him uh, yet. He's, he's still, he's still kicking. He's, he's young yet. Yeah, he won't ever quit. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying how much he loves it, and yeah. that's just the way it goes, but 63 is young in the mm -hmm. trucking industry. I mean, I know, I was just talking to Chris. He works because he thinks it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just talking to Chris about this a little bit ago. Like, I got a couple old truckers, um, Dennis Hilliker. I'll use him as an example. I think he's in his 80s. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's. I love the man. Like, he has... I could sit, like when he comes in to hang out and just see how I'm doing, like he lives probably an hour away. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he just needs to get out of his office. Like right this year, because of COVID, mm -hmm. his kids have kept him out of the office because they want to protect him and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. right. He'll sneak out and come down here. Him and his wife will stop by just <laughs> to awesome. say hi. Yeah. I could shut my shop down for the day and just sit and listen to trucker stories with Hopefully him. Hopefully his kids aren't watching. Oh, God, I hope they aren't. I hope they're not listening to this. But he's been down here. I'll, I'll rat him out. He's been down here twice this year just to like... I get it. Like you gotta keep your your, yeah. your, your sanity. Your yeah. mm -hmm. like 
he'd just come down and just shoot the breeze. And I think one time he stopped down and brought me a calendar just so he could get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And like he stops in and buys some products. Like his kids use my products. Mm-hmm. And he'll stop in and pick some stuff up for his kids because you know his kids can't get down here very mm-hmm. often. All of his boys are into uh, truck driving. So he'll come down and pick up soap or come down and pick up hand polish mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's just such a nice guy. I love listening to those old truckers. He's in his 80s and mm-hmm. still getting out and about. Yeah. It's like I know a lot of drivers that are that age group that are still just hustling. Yep. They're still driving because they love it. Um, of course, we talked about this earlier. Not a lot of guys love it as much as they mm-hmm. used to. Right. Like the golden years mm-hmm. aren't there anymore. Everybody that tells me they're going to retire, I tell them to keep your truck. Yeah. You're going to be back in it. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to get sick of sitting at home and looking out your picture window in the front when you could be looking out at a steering wheel. Exactly. You can only mow the yard so many times. <laughs> Before you try putting a Jake brake on your yeah, lawnmower. Something. <laughs> so what's next? Like, I know you said about the paint. You want to get mm-hmm. into get into doing that but like let's just say 10-year plan what's what's your 10-year plan I suppose just being able to get to where you know we can get some more guys in the shop and be able to keep up with more demand grow you know just keep growing everything as much as we can get uh we want to start being able to do more painting, set, set, get that set up where we're doing all of our own painting and doing all that in-house instead of, you know, taking stuff out and having other people do it. Um, but you're going to have to hire in-house mm-hmm. to get painters in-house mm-hmm. for that yeah. kind of stuff. But, I mean, that's kind of the, the goal. And, like, do you want to try and make the polishing thing? Like, I, I know I've kind of dabbled on this a little bit before, but... Is that something you'd like to kind of get like to run a crew? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we would love to grow the the polishing side of this just as much as we can, you know. Because your wheel machine as much seems as like it's staying yeah, busy, huh? Yeah. Just as much oh. as we can for the demand. So. Yeah, and like I said, I really think that area can support it. Mm-hmm. And in in the short time that you've been doing it, what's like the one thing you see in your area that? Maybe it's not so much like an untapped market, but like, what's the one thing in your area that could probably use some help? Like, is it that your area doesn't have enough of the polishing or enough of the painting or? Um, have, there's not very many big truck paint shops in the area. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you go to Des Moines or somewhere like that. Sure. I mean, that's an hour and a half away from where we're at. Yeah. I mean, there's just not any you know, shops that can handle semis and have a paint booth big enough to do anything. Honestly, I don't feel like a lot of shops anywhere no. can handle big stuff like that. And it's uh, difficult. polishers are another thing that they're just, in our area, there's a couple of smaller guys that kind of do it on the side and do yeah. it on their own. But other than that, there's really no full-time polish shops or anything like that. And you guys have had some of the other polishers through mm-hmm. your shop. Is that kind of the main reason that you guys kind of got into it on your own was just... Uh, it is. Um, just having the wheel polishing machine was something we knew that would, um, we had a lot of demand for. People always wanted to get wheels polished. And, and especially not for knowing you guys. where. Yeah. yeah, just for ourselves. 30 alone. trailers. Just our fleet. Yeah, we can keep it pretty busy just yeah. with our own equipment. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just the amount of people that come in that always want boxes done, they want 
tanks done they want you know so how much of the work right now is your own stuff versus other outside customers coming we're in. about 50 50 50 50 yeah. yeah. we're about 50 percent of our own work and 50 percent of outside customers and you guys don't do any mobile no you no. said it's all in-house no. all in-house yeah. so it's about 50 50 right now all in-house mm -hmm. that's awesome mm -hmm. i mean that's quite a bit i mean you guys got 30 trailers mm -hmm. and then you have how many trucks total uh six between all of us there's about six or seven six or seven mm -hmm. so that's that's a lot i mean mm -hmm. 50 50 yeah, just doing a quick calculation on that. That's a lot of wheels. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, you keep running through the machine. That's that's quite a bit. Yeah, machine's always going. That's awesome. I'm good for you guys. I'm I'm glad to hear that it's gotten to that point already. And you're only a year and a half in. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. The wheel machine. I said this in one of my earlier podcasts that honestly, that's one of the things I wish I would have bought earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like. It could have changed the game for me earlier and we talked about this a little bit today we dabbled on it while we were talking in the shop that the wheel machine is just it's a great tool mm -hmm. i don't feel like it's the answer for everything it has its place That's it has sure. its place mm -hmm. definitely but it was one of those things that like blew my business up yeah. like my first wheel machine 10 years ago yeah i think it was 10 years ago i bought it when i had my first daughter so 10 years ago it changed the game for me like it allowed me to get wheels done in bulk real yep. fast mm -hmm. um it brought in more business guys that i was turning away trucks back mm -hmm. then like yeah. i did not want to do nasty wheels like we sanded some wheels today mm -hmm. off the no machine just on the jig when the wheels were white and nasty i just didn't even look at them i told guys like listen there's a machine just north of me here about 45 minutes take it to that guy He's going to charge you a lot. When he's done, come back to me for maintenance. I'll charge you 25 bucks a wheel to maintain them. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't like doing stuff that rough. Right. And the machine opened that game up for me. Yeah, mm -hmm. the machine takes care of all of that. It also brought in a lot of nasty tanks and boxes. <laughs> well, and it brings a lot of outside work in for us, you know, just maintenance and service work for customers that are, you know, their truck's already going to be down for a day. Throw they some might well, on it. Yeah, get throw other things fixed. And throw a bumper on it, mm -hmm. throw a visor on it. Like. So that's kind of opened up a lot for us. And It's a great tool. That's awesome being able to have everything right there, and especially that you guys are competent to be able to mm -hmm. put stuff together. And anybody that knows you guys, like I said, I'm beating a dead horse here, but you guys have <laughs> such nice trucks that somebody's going to say, well, they know how to put a fender on right. like there's not even they're not questioning you on whether you can do it or not mm -hmm. um do you guys get beat up on like the pricing your labor and stuff uh sometimes yeah. once in a while yeah, yeah. sometimes yes. it happens but i feel like i don't know maybe i'm different but like when i go to somebody and i know it's the best or what i feel like is going to mm -hmm. be the best i try not to haggle with right. people when i feel like i went to them for a reason mm -hmm. Whatever price they tell me, if it's too much, I'm just not going to get it done. Right. I don't want to beat them up on their price because I feel like their price was set because it needed to be that price. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's one thing that's always gotten me. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird how how it works out. I get it. We all want to save a buck, but right. Sometimes got to like, make a living too. Yeah, but some guys are like they just hammer you on it. It's like well, I could get it done for two hundred bucks over there. Well then. I'll sell you the parts, yeah. take it over there and install. Mm -hmm. I hate, I feel bad. So, 
what's Louisville? Hopefully Louisville happens this year. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to show two trucks? Uh, probably just one for sure. I don't know. The new one? Yeah. Yeah. We might do the second one. We don't know. It's yet. hard showing yeah, two trucks. It is. I mean, and it's hard to focus enough on. You know, you always end up having one that you don't get enough attention into because you're. I always feel like there. the one that doesn't get enough attention, like that's the one that gets a lot of pictures, and it's mm -hmm. like, yeah. don't take a picture from yeah. this side. <laughs> we always like just taking one because then you can you can focus, you can hard focus on. harder on one. Yeah, and especially for the big shows, mm -hmm. like it's a lot more work than most people understand. Mm -hmm. It's Dallas. Dallas is nuts. Mm -hmm. Like, you can have a full crew of six people. I don't, how many guys did you guys have cleaning at Dallas last year? Oh, there was there's probably five or six of us. I was gonna say yeah. there was quite a crew. Yeah, there's quite a few of us. And you guys had that thing like ridiculously mm -hmm. clean. I mean, white frame. It was hard, <laughs> but like I slid under it that last morning and just wiped a couple spots mm -hmm. that I saw, and you you guys probably didn't even know until <laughs> I told you this week. Yeah, but it was like. I just saw a couple spots out in the open, and I was like, I know how it gets. Like, you look at the same truck yeah, for like over and over. 30, 40 hours, mm -hmm. and it's like, uh, I don't see anything anymore. And it was like right in a spot that was right out in the open, and I'm like, I'm sure they've wiped around this a hundred times and yeah. just didn't think to like tuck a finger in here. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I wiped in there, and it was just, uh, I shouldn't be wiping on this truck, but I'm going to. And I just, I kept it quiet and just did my thing and just, I was happy to see that when they stuck their hand in there and it came out clean, I was like, ah, that makes me feel good. Because I, I had a feeling that's where the judges were going. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I was watching judging and I saw it happen, I was like, whoa, it, it came out clean. I feel a little bit better about that. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm interested to see what happens at Louisville this year. Like, I know yeah. a lot of guys that built trucks for Louisville this mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Of course, COVID, Louisville didn't happen. A lot of guys parked them. Mm -hmm. just have we have one sitting at home in the shed right now. Just have had them sitting all year. Yeah. There's going to be a ton of limited trucks next mm -hmm. year. Like, And I talked to Bud. Bud said the, now that the stadium's gone, they I think he said they have more use of that parking lot, so they can right. kind of stretch it out and expand it and make it awesome. look a little nicer. They can move the trucks separate them apart a little bit more. That'll be exciting. That'd be good. I said, could you imagine like 200 trucks show up to Louisville next mm -hmm. year? I mean, there's a good possibility of it. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like everybody's so pent up and stuck yeah. in the house this year. Everyone's going to be ready to go. Could you imagine 200 trucks in that that's giant cool. lot? Like, that'd, that'd be, be the awesome. craziest thing you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's going to be cool. I'm, I'm... Hope we do it. Hope it happens. Yeah. Hope it happens. I'm hoping that... Uh, all this nightmare goes away or at least find some kind of level of normal that we yeah. can all kind of get get used to get back mm -hmm. to something mm -hmm. I, I hope it's not the mask deal everybody's got their own opinion about that but yeah. i hope that at least the outdoor events like louisville being outdoors if we got to wear a mask indoors fine i can yeah. walk around the vendor areas wearing a mask if i have to i really hope we can have the outside part mm -hmm. let the guys get their trucks out display them yeah. see what happens next year I, i'm really Going with a bigger lot, they might be able to spread them out more. Could you imagine if, yeah. if every yeah. truck got 10 feet mm -hmm. in between them to kind of yeah. spread it out and open it up? Did you be awesome. able to take pictures? People would yeah. be able to walk through there? It'd, it'd be, be great. It'd be nice. Yeah, it would. And not that it's been bad. No. I mean, it's always, like, nice. Yeah, right? I mean, there's always been. But just... if you had extra room to get better pictures, the magazine guys would be able to get better oh, yeah. pictures. I think it would be, I think it'd be really awesome to see. 
10 feet of gap in between each really truck, 200 setup. trucks with 10 mm -hmm. feet of gap out there. That oh, yeah. lot would be full. Yeah, huge. That'd be cool to see. I, I don't remember how many guys there was there last year. I want to say it was over 100 trucks last year. I think I, I think they said like 150 or 140. I don't remember. I don't remember it was sure. a lot of yeah, trucks. Was that lot was packed. Yeah. When Tim Cody rolled in, he was the last one rolled yeah. in. And it was like... They had to squeeze them in to get them in. It was yeah. it was packed. I was I was happy to see that, and it's always such a high caliber show. You got 150 trucks, and mm -hmm. it's the best in the country. Yeah. It's just wild. So you guys, you've been all over the place, all over the country, but you've been in Iowa your whole life. Yeah, I've lived in Iowa my whole life. That's crazy. I I enjoy driving through Iowa. Mm -hmm. I've never really spent enough time to. <laughs> To enjoy it. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on there, but it's nice. <laughs> it's nice and quiet at least. Where's the best place you've been? I don't know, man. I used to spend a lot of time in Las Vegas. <laughs> so, <laughs> Vegas is always fun. You can't go wrong with Vegas. I enjoy vacationing in Vegas. Yeah, I could a couple never days. live yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. A couple days in Vegas is plenty. No. I'm a, I don't know. Maybe it's because I mean, you guys have been here now for a while, and you guys see it's a super small town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I grew up in an even smaller town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to like. I enjoy big cities, mm -hmm. like visiting them, going and visiting. Yeah. Yeah. I could never live in a big city. Yeah. It's, it's just too fun. much action, too mm -hmm. much drama, too much stuff going on. It's not fun. <laughs> I I prefer you know since I moved to Iowa and being in a small town of like two thousand people, I'd much rather be in that small town. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. That's see, you know that's nice to hear because like, I I talk to a lot of people from big cities and they're like, I don't know how you live with having to drive somewhere to go eat yeah. i'm like it's nice it's yeah. quiet yep. like i enjoy the quiet it's just nice it's peaceful for sure that's too awesome well i really look forward to seeing that truck i i hope i really hope louisville happens yeah i'd like to like to see the truck and now that i've gotten to know you guys mm -hmm. a lot better this week oh yeah i really look forward to being able to see you guys at when we go to the shows and definitely get and hang out with you guys and spend time with you guys and yeah. compete a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah and Try this again. <laughs> James camera got to. Oh God, this is the fourth or the fifth time. Well, we went through four batteries. Yeah. On the other camera. Producer. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fire my producer. <laughs> yeah. Is what I'm gonna have to do. But here it is, the last part of it, and then I'll get you guys out of here because I know you don't want to do it anyways. But the last part of it is I let you guys open the questions up. Okay. Blake, you've got a great one. We've said it once already, but since the battery died, it didn't catch it. So, so I'll let you say it again. In the next 10 years, where do you see yourself in your business? I always told my wife that if I could make it happen before I was 40, I would make it happen. If I didn't, I would let the dream die. The dream for myself was to have a bigger shop, expand my product sales, be able to um, do something bigger with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of scared me. I had seen a lot of other polishers older in age that all they did was polishing and they were stuck. They weren't, they just weren't getting there. And hearing you guys talking about installing stuff and all that stuff, it was huge for me. And I'll say the big game changer for me was um, Vicki, I think her last name's Hendon, um, from Danny's Big Rig Resort in Arizona. Shout out to Danny's. Um, she had flew me out a few years back to train her polishing crew. And when I flew in, 
it was the first thing that like blew my mind. Like, oh, what, what is this place? Like I walked in there, she has a diner, a chrome shop. She sells showers. Um, they have a paid parking lot. They, not just anybody's allowed in the parking lot. They have a polishing department, a tire shop, a service shop, uh, truck wash. And you walk in this place, like she calls it a big rig resort. Like mm -hmm. it's like a spa for trucks. And it, it simply is. I mean, it's it's an amazing place to go into. And when I saw that, I was like, I am headed on the wrong path. I need to figure this out. I need to figure out what I'm doing. I need to, I need to do something bigger. Like, I was thinking way too small fish. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. I need to figure this out. And my 10-year plan at that point in time was I told my wife, I said, I would like to have a bigger building with a truck wash. I, I miss the truck wash. Mm -hmm. Even washing your guys' pickup today, I, I love it. Mm -hmm. Like it's one thing I just enjoy. And maybe it's just because it's something different again, but it's one of those things that like I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. Um, I would like to have detail bays. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have polish bays because I don't ever want to lose the polishing. I, right. You guys see it. Like I mm -hmm. truly, truly enjoy polishing. Yeah, like, you're passionate about it's, it. It's one mm -hmm. of my passions. I've learned a lot about it. I enjoy it. I don't feel like I work every day. It's great. Um, but I'd also like to expand my polishing line and detailing line. Mm -hmm. um, my sister works for me full time. I want to be able to ensure that she has a place to retire from. Yeah. I'd like her to have the 401k, the benefits mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I'd like her to have her own warehouse that she can be shipping product out of. Yeah. Um, and hearing you guys talk about installs and stuff, it's kind of got my gears moving a little mm -hmm. bit. I, I don't know if I could make a shop work out of what I'd like to do. Um, but at the same time, like, I wouldn't mind installing some fenders once in a while or replacing somebody's bumper. But I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm not a mechanic. Right. <laughs> I, I bust more knuckles trying to pull steps off a truck <laughs> than I do anything else. I'm, I'm terrible in that department. But um, I've talked to Vicky a number of times. She's, she's been an amazing outlet for me. And um, she's super nice. But if you ever get a chance to see Danny's Big Rig Resort, mm -hmm. check it out. Like, I'm telling you, that place is crazy. There's so much going on. Sounds but it, like it. it's the most fluid thing you'll ever see. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very smooth. Her daughter works for her full time. It's a very family-orientated business. Um, it's just, it's really cool. Really cool atmosphere. Really cool place to be. And for me, the 10-year plan was to make that happen before I was 40. I'm 38 right now, so I got a year and a half to make that happen. Yeah. Um, I'm really hoping to make that a reality within the next year and a half here, because um, I it, I don't like letting dreams dry, right. die out. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm one of those guys that likes to see things through, mm -hmm. and um, this is one of those things that like I, I don't see many polishers finding a way to retire yeah and since polishing is the one thing that I'm like very very passionate about yeah. I haven't I still don't see a way for a polisher to retire that isn't doing something else as well and I'm not talking about drugs <laughs> like making meth or something in the backyard I'm talking about guys that are doing something else I see a some of the old timers selling chrome. Mm -hmm. um, I see some of the old timers making their own hand polishes and selling that. And now that I've been selling product for 
the better part of eight years now. Um, and now with my own product line this year, I see the benefits of doing my own yeah. um, and seeing a possible light at the end of the tunnel mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe someday if this if this product thing works out well enough, maybe I can retire. Mm -hmm. um, retirement's an actual possibility if I can keep this thing going until, until I get to that point. I have something substantial I could sell in at that point. Um, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> no, I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> but that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's where that's where I want to be. I hope I hope I can get there. Um, I'm working hard to make that happen, and um, I'm honestly looking forward to having some truck shows. <laughs> like, yeah. I just want to get back out and do. Definitely. I'm a I'm a decent polisher, but I'm a very good marketer. <laughs> like, I <laughs> I want to I want to be able to see my product that we've developed and put together being used by people like yourself it's at a show it'll, it'll, it'll it's, take it's, off it'll it's be good stuff I, I think it's going to make a big difference yeah. whoever it, hasn't used it they'll want to once, it's amazing once they've tried it and once they see guys like you mm -hmm. guys using it yeah. like that's going to be a that's always been mm -hmm. the big motivator like yeah. even when i was with the previous company like when they started seeing other people using it especially people mm -hmm. of your status um they wanted to use the same stuff you were using. Mm -hmm. And that, that's why I feel like I've had a really good launch this year. Yeah. Like well, you made a good quality product and that goes a long ways. So yeah. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate awesome. you guys saying that because I know you guys have used it here mm -hmm. here lately. I'm excited to have you guys take some home and yeah. see what you think when you get home. I Play with it for a while and see what you think. Um, but I'm, I'm really interested to see how next year plays out when Fingers crossed we get some shows and <laughs> yeah. get some people using it mm -hmm. and get some other people in the show circuit seeing you guys using it, seeing us using it, seeing how easy it is mm -hmm. to use, the quality of it, and then people That's going, I, I need to figure this out. I need to see what they're doing, what they're doing over there. And yeah. when you guys are, of course, winning like you always <laughs> do, it's going to be one of those things like everybody wants to know what the winners are using. Mm -hmm. And... I've been fortunate to be in that conversation for a number of years mm -hmm. with a lot of the people we've associated ourselves with. And you guys are always right there too. I mean, so yeah, 10 years, hoping everything keeps headed in the direction it's headed. It'll be killer. I'm looking forward to it. You're up. I'm up. <laughs> I'll keep it easy for you on this one. What's some of the craziest things you've had to polish? Oh man, I've had a lot of really cool stuff. Um, just recently, um, I polished a air panel from the Gimli glider. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Mm -hmm. History Channel did a documentary on it. Really? Mm -hmm. um, crazy story. Guy, Canadian airplane, um, the pilot just happened to be a glider pilot in his personal life. Uh -huh. The plane ran out of fuel, malfunctioned, mm -hmm. and he literally had to glide this thing in. If that pilot hadn't been a glider, yeah. really? that plane probably would have crashed and killed oh, a ton of people. Crazy. He managed to land it. The plane has now been decommissioned, and one of our local collectors here bought a piece of the really? the, the two window panels, uh -huh. and they brought it to me to polish, and I was like this is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. And I did the best I could with it. The guy was super happy. He just sent me pictures the other day of it hanging on his wall in his house, and it, it looks awesome. awesome. Um, I just polished some 
titanium blades out of an airplane. Um, probably the coolest thing I ever did was an all aluminum base. Um, it was an Alcoa mm -hmm. old aluminum base off a riverboat. Huh. And um, that was probably the coolest thing I've ever done because the guy brought it to me. There was only ever three other ones known to be polished in the world. Yeah. One of them got wrecked during the polishing process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the other two were in museums. Wow. This guy was actually going to polish it and play it. Um, all the documentation, all the research I could find, it was like 1920s. Mm -hmm. wow. um, they made these aluminum bases just for river boats and huh. they they took like 60 grit sandpaper and swirled it on there and then painted them to make them look like they were wood still huh. because on a river boat it's all humidity and right. mm -hmm. the moisture would wreck the actual wood bases yeah. right so Alcoa was commissioned to make all aluminum ones yeah. so that they could use them on the river boats and not have to replace them so every few years mm -hmm. And this guy brought it to me, and he's like, I don't know if you can do this. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this either. Yeah. And my sister and I, like, I was a drummer. I love music. Mm -hmm. I have a very deep appreciation for music. Yeah. My sister, she was in band as well. She has a very deep appreciation for music. And it was funny. Like, she stayed after hours to help me do this thing mm -hmm. because she wanted to be able to have a part in this thing. Yeah. History. It was. Yeah. It was literally a piece of our mm -hmm. our company history, yeah. too. And my sister, it was cool that my sister and I got the bond on that. Yeah. Like, she held it so that it didn't fall off the cradle yeah. for me. Yeah. But it was like, it had 60 grit scratches on it. I mean, you guys worked with yeah. me sanding this week. And the reason why most of these, like, when people try to polish them, they wreck them. Like, I know there's two other stories of two other ones trying to be polished, but they sanded through them and wrecked them. Mm -hmm. um, this guy knew it wasn't going to be perfect he mm -hmm. wanted it mirror polished yeah. but he knew it, if i took all the scratches out it was going to change the sound of it mm -hmm. so my sister and i my hearing isn't great from all the years holding a grinder mm -hmm. so my sister and i um i sanded it and while i was sanding it we had to listen for the tone of the sander to change so that it, we didn't change the sound of the bass exactly. right and then they were going to get it restrung and rewooded mm -hmm. and refretted the whole thing was going to be crazy done when he when he got done with it so her and i sanded this thing out it took me almost two days to do it we polished it back out this thing was beautiful i mean absolutely crazy i'll show you guys some pictures yeah. after mm -hmm. this if you want to see them but I do. It, it's crazy awesome and uh the guy came to pick it up and he was blown away and we looked at some of the museum picture pieces and it was like the one museum one is really really good like a museum quality polisher polished mm -hmm. it it can't be played anymore because it doesn't sound right. right. Beautiful piece, yeah. but it's going to sit in a glass case for the rest of its life and it's never going to get played again. Mm -hmm. This guy actually takes his and plays it on a regular basis. Yeah. So like they had a Christmas concert here for charity mm -hmm. and he invited me and my whole family. He got us like 10 or 12 tickets to come yeah. see it. So I invited a bunch of my friends. It was yeah. like, this is awesome. So we got there and I was like, it was under a case, like under a cover. And he gets to his part where he's got to grab it to start playing it, and he pulls it out of this sleeve. It was the craziest thing you've ever yeah. seen. It was like, I polished that thing, you know? And it was like, my parents saw it, my sister saw it, my brother saw it, um, a couple of my other friends that went to the show, they saw it. And they were all like, this thing is nuts. So we talked to the guy after the show, and he's like, you're not going to believe this, but you know the laser light show that happened during the show? I'm like, yeah. He's like, we actually had to adjust the laser light show because it was shining like certain seats really yeah. hard. <laughs> like it was a bad deal. Wow. That's when you know it's good. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was really cool.
I polished my AR. Yeah. Like, I had my my buddy um, Bundy. He builds builds my guns for me. Mm-hmm. I had him find some bare aluminum pieces so that I could polish up my AR and make yeah, it look cool. pretty cool. Uh, I have a polished pistol, yeah. uh, Taurus nine mil. Um, that it was kind of fun doing that thing too. Um, we did a big copper kettle, like something out of the 1600s. Mm-hmm. Like this thing was bigger around than you could grab. Um, that lady was the same lady that had me polish the air turbine. Mm-hmm. She showed me a picture of that copper kettle. It's got a table. She put yeah. it turned into a table. Really? Oh. Super cool. That's cool. It was like an old family cooking pot. Yeah. Like something that he used for making giant stews back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty cool. So we've gotten to do a lot of really cool stuff, but um I love the trucks. Yep. Definitely love all the trucks. But the the neat stuff that comes through the mm-hmm. shop. I mean you guys even saw John dropped off yeah. a little yeah. <laughs> fuel tank for a hot rod. Yeah. Um Probably one of the other top things I've ever gotten to polish was um, a good friend of ours. He makes custom stainless pieces. And he made these legs about this big around, probably six inches by six inches, maybe eight inches by eight Mm -hmm. inches. And they were about two and a half, maybe three feet tall. Here he turned it into a a table. He had these polished stainless steel legs yeah. and a big butcher block table for his really? for his kitchen oh, table. That's awesome. I was just at his house maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, and he showed me this thing. And uh-huh. I walked in, I was like, I need this in my house. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. when my kids get a little older, I'm definitely yeah. going to invest my money into some of these <laughs> yeah. custom pieces like that for my mm-hmm. house. Cause... Gotta wait for the kids to be older. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they'd, get, they'd die smashing your head into uh-huh. something like that right now. Yeah. But... Well, I appreciate you guys being on. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you guys yep. muscling through the <laughs> battery it's, it's issues. Been batteries, a fun week. batteries, batteries, batteries. But um, we got one more day of training. I'm I'm looking forward to, I call it grill day tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. um, grill day usually takes three to four hours to get through. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody's usually sore by grill day. Everybody's <laughs> tired and not wanting to lift over their head to do it. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see with I, I'm sure you guys are gonna finish strong, and uh, you guys have killed everything I've thrown at you so far. I'm looking forward to recapping a lot of the other yeah. stuff, the fuel tank. Yeah. Um, you guys polished an end cap this week and didn't leave lines in it. Like, it's good teaching. You yeah. guys got you guys got to be proud of that. Like, yeah. it it makes me proud seeing you guys mm-hmm. do it because you guys listen to everything I threw to you. You guys made it work, made it happen. And I appreciate everybody saying how grateful they are that I, I help them out. But at the end of the day, it's you guys doing it. And like I said, it's cool for me to see you guys actually doing it. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys. Been a good been a good time. I appreciate you guys doing this. Yeah. If you guys haven't checked it out, uh, One of a Kind Customs on Instagram? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So check out One of a Kind Customs on Instagram. If you haven't found Brubaker Trucking yet, definitely look them up mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Um, we got Brett and Blake here. Um, definitely check the Brubaker family out. They're super nice. Definitely worth stopping by their truck and yeah. having a conversation with them. If you don't know where their truck is, look for the loudest truck in the parking <laughs> lot. Not based on sound, because you'll end up by Davis yeah, Brothers' yeah, trucks, yeah, yeah. Tim yeah. Cody's truck, or Roadworks' truck. Yeah. I'm talking the loudest colors, because they stand out in a crowd. You could park them in a 
in a loaded parking lot and at any truck stop anywhere and you'll find them and you don't want to miss it definitely definitely check it out thank you guys for stopping by yep. and um I can't wait till you guys actually listen to this thing. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully, yeah, this brings great. you guys off into a podcast. Yeah, yeah that'll be go. awesome. <laughs> so, cool, man. Appreciate you. Yep. Till next time. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.